what was important was quality whether i am enjoying or not it's a very different way of being luxury one has because one's belly is full i can very comfortably say that my belly was absolutely full i wanted to fill up the bellies of others this is episode 8 of dream 100 show with miss bela sangvi welcome to the dream 100 show listeners i am your host savita husamane and i am your co-host gunjan each week we interview today's most successful and inspiring business owners with winning teams who had the courage to chase their dreams in spite of all the challenges join us as we bring you everything that goes on in the minds of successful business owners during decision making process and gain insights to make smarter decisions in today's episode we talk to ms bela sangvi who is the director of navanidhi designs private limited she is on a mission to ensure handloom handicraft and kadi are given industry status in india she has dedicatedly put in 40 years in reviving the complete traditional art of indian heritage she is passionately striving to improve per piece earning and lifestyle of weavers and craftsmen in this podcast she talks about her adventures with classic indian design technologies on fabrics like ashawat patola chanderi paitani and many more which has been showcased to the world and created a niche market she works towards protecting the rich skill heritage with her business reengineering and innovation techniques for all handloom handicraft and kadi sector so let's get set to hear it out from her right here right now so welcome to the dream 100 show mrs bela sangvi it's truly an honor and pleasure to have you here welcome to the show thank you so now uh, let's get started how would you describe yourself as a person who is bela sangvi bela sangvi is somebody who cares deeply for others and the handloom handicrafts and khadi sector not only develop their skills but train them in the right direction so that their per piece earnings get better and i do believe myself as a protector of skill heritage that is something which is very very important to me that mm-hmm. the skills uh, if their skills are there can do lot many things nowadays because of other ways of being a uh, lot of skills are getting lost so i do consider myself as a protector of skills what instigated you to take up the role of protecting the skills where did you see this and what was the inspiration for you that made you drive towards taking up uh, such an uh, beautiful uh, task i was living at that time in usa after completing i gave up my job and i wanted to see america so i was uh, with my parents i was traveling all over america 
at that time in washington dc there was a collection of mughal textiles i am coming from a family we manufacture textile machineries you know the weaving has been part of almost like my blood when i saw that i got fascinated that but uh, i mean how they have manufactured it because i had not seen something like that in india done with handloom and handicrafts very beautiful i wanted uh, some of the fabric that's how the journey of ashawal started ashawal was something where, which was very rare at that time even now it is rare but at that time there's only literally one and a half weaver left and i started researching and i couldn't find anybody who was working with ashawal it was very interesting for two years i just researched on ashawal after that i realized that there were hardly any i couldn't find the weavers to weave ashawal because it's a highly specialized technology i almost gave up fate uh, intervened i got connected to those weavers who were practicing ashawal so that is how my journey started i started working with them and i realized that this was something which was giving me a lot of satisfaction and also mm. i feel that i am dyslexic basically so uh, what happens is i need lot of stimulation of a different kind every day so today i mean lot of people have their routines i am too fidgety for a routine i needed that uh, stimulation and with ashawal i realized that that was something which i was getting every day there was a new problem every mm-hmm. day there was something new happening it was very interesting for me and while i was working i was getting bored with ashawal because uh, what was happening was uh, the uh, weavers were weaving mm-hmm. but i was getting bored with the ashawal because the we- the weavers were weaving and while they were weaving what do i do nothing for me to do at that particular time you know i started looking for other things and that is when i came in touch with the patola weavers mm-hmm. and that's how my journey with patola started all right so it was just i think the fate has had a lot to do with all this for me things worked out in a very different way for me at that particular time i realized that this was my passion and this mm-hmm. is what i wanted to do your uh, parents did not have any objection to you taking up uh, this field because uh, this uh, i'm sure wouldn't have been such a lucrative uh, field uh, during uh, those days yeah uh, the whole point for me was not about earning because i mean they didn't expect me to earn <laughs> okay like all the gujarati people they want the daughter to get married and they don't want the daughter to work or something so if i didn't earn mm. it was not a problem for them the okay. problem was that i was going in the remote areas mm. and that was something which was not conducive to them at the same time you know my mom started accompanying me so wow. what happened uh, yeah because uh, she felt that 
I'm too, and I was, it's not that she just felt, but I was too naive to work with them. And it was, I had just came fresh from USA with naive ideas, with naive uh, thinking also. You know, she was very protective of me and she started coming with me and I realized that I needed that support and she helped me tremendously to set it up properly. Wow. And that's how the whole thing started for me. Awesome. And my idea of uh, business was very different than hers. And that needed to be uh, kind of uh, my ideas needed to, you know, change in certain way so mm. that uh, there is realism there. Whereas, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, she was very practical. And she was a businesswoman herself. Wow. So, mm-hmm. And she was the one who founded my father's, I mean, not founded, but helped him kind of settle the business. Co-founder, we can say. Yeah, co-founder, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so uh, it was very interesting that uh, she helped me out and in such a way that I could set up. That was the main situation with me that I needed support Mm -hmm. in setting up and monetizing the whole thing Mm. but she would always remain in the background and let me develop it myself which was a very generous uh, situation so you were the only child for your parents or you had siblings I have I have a brother Mm who is handling my father's business just now Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a family business. So the whole family is looking after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it was such a, uh, uh, for me, this was necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was a, a very protective, ch- a protected child. So for me okay. to learn these things was necessary. Mm-hmm. And I do feel that this helped me grow myself also. Awesome. Yeah. So like now before entering into business and all of that, did you work anywhere? You know what, uh, working for uh, uh, father's businesses, right? Mm-hmm. So I was working with them uh, mm-hmm. and it was just uh, that it was more of a, because I'm my father's daughter rather than working outside, I was working with him. <laughs> so, so you had not working, working, but <laughs> yes. Uh, it was more or less uh, supporting the family business. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you initially started the business, what were a few challenges that you faced? Uh, I was too naive. Uh, uh, and to understand business, uh, one needed some practical uh, understanding of business, which mm-hmm. I didn't have. Uh, and uh, slowly, slowly, my mother helped me develop that. That was something which was very nice. That without her, I could not have done it on my own. Obviously, my family's support was also there. You know, freshly out of the school from US. Mm-hmm. So at that particular time, it was like, my attitude was, oh, I know it all. You don't need to help me. <laughs> you know how young uh, mm. attitudes are. Mm. So, And I had that. Uh, 
so it was not uh, i would not pretend that i didn't have that it's just that slowly slowly my family supported me to understand what it would be to become an entrepreneur wow and i think the whole family in- including my extended family they all mm-hmm. supported in this they helped me grow that was very nice okay so yeah, that means to say all uh, your formal education in business happened uh, through the family way itself they yes, guided yes. you yes yes i can very comfortably say that did you have challenges of investment in the business actually no because the family was there asked my father to loan me uh, about 1 lakh rupee and i was so naive that i told him that within one year <laughs> i will repay you with interest okay and i actually god was kind to me that mm-hmm. i actually did wow mm-hmm. yeah and uh, the opportunities came in such a way mm-hmm. that i was able to do that so i was uh, many a times at the right place at the right time you know, a lot of people struggle to be there Hmm. God has been so supportive. I was there at the right time at the right place and uh, had the tube light to take up those challenges. So when you started your business and you started uh, expanding, how would you uh, manage between this balancing the creative aspect as well and no, balancing? No, no, no. hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I never thought of all these things. Oh, I just uh, it was not important increase the business what was important was quality what okay. was important was whether i am enjoying or not it's a very different way of being absolutely this luxury one has because one's mm. belly is full uh, i can very comfortably say that uh, my belly was absolutely full mm. and i wanted to fill up the bellies of others so you had a different purpose altogether usually when people start a business their purpose is different but your purpose was uh, to um, bring a meaning as well as uh, to bring about uh, a profit in the lives of others rather than yes. your own uh, self right uh, um, see that's what it was not a very conscious decision but that's how it worked out Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh, that when you are working with passion mm-hmm. it's not about uh, how much you are earning how much how much Correct. will i get out of this mm-hmm. it was more about uh, oh this is not right i want to make this right mm-hmm. uh, i want to uh, you know uh, when the revival process was happening mm-hmm. and is happening just now also mm-hmm. uh, every day we have to evaluate whether we are going in the right direction or not that was something which was exciting me the most okay so how do you evaluate whether you are in the right direction or not ah uh, that is something which uh, works out uh, as you grow i think the mm-hmm. vision uh, see when you when i started there was only one and a half weaver With, mm-hmm. with whom i was working one was a helper to the weaver and one was the weaver mm. so uh, the challenges were different the challenges were of technology the challenges were of dyeing the challenges mm. of having the right yarn mm-hmm. all those were the ch- simple challenges 
Hmm. But as you grow in numbers, the challenges shifts. Hmm. So one needs to shift along with that. And with hmm. my nature hmm. of wanting some new challenges every day, it worked out perfect for me. Awesome. So how do you bring in variety in your work every day? Uh, I don't bring the work itself as such. Mm-hmm. that it comes automatically say for example the today the challenge in the mm-hmm. morning the cha- we are working on a new collection in uh, say patola just now mm-hmm. with uh, u- utilizing the mathematical calculations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. complex mathematical calculations mm-hmm. now uh, uh, patola has odd numbers not the even numbers of rep- uh, you know sections Mm-hmm. so when one has odd numbers of sections the challenges of fitting a design into those odd numbers is mm-hmm. extremely different mm-hmm. than when you have even numbers of calculations mm-hmm. so uh, now today the challenge is this okay. once i uh, fi- i have finished my challenge today mm-hmm. i have set the design in that uh, odd number so mm-hmm. tomorrow the challenge is, is going challenge is going to be about how to implement the design mm-hmm. onto the actual uh, calculation on the yarn and okay. a day after tomorrow after uh, i digested for the carrier mm-hmm. to communicate that to the carrier that this mm-hmm. is what i want mm-hmm. so every day there are different challenges different mm-hmm. way of being mm-hmm. so it it is not uh, the na- nature of work itself is such mm. that every day is a new day and okay. it's fun it's mm-hmm. fun uh, for me for mm-hmm. others it's it can be daunting because they mm-hmm. are used to uh, you know mm-hmm. having a routine 9 to 5 job correct i uh, my nature is such that i mm-hmm. can't do 9 to 5 job 9 to 5 jobs because mm-hmm. i will get bored so easily Mm-hmm. That within one hour, I will mm-hmm. say this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, I enjoyed I have tried many things, and mm-hmm. I was not able to stick to it only because I was getting bored. Mm-hmm. I would excel in it, and I'll give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, ranging from my father's business to a restaurant to uh, 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 you know Schnell Imbiss to you know having a small embroidery unit of myself i still do have but at the same mm-hmm. time i got bored because mm-hmm. this is not the routine is not for me and because i know what mm-hmm. who i am i am able to pick and choose what should be done by me mm-hmm. others will have a very different uh, viewpoint of uh, even revival process mm-hmm. they will put it in a routine whereas mm-hmm. i don't like that i like to customize i like to make sure that every piece that i create is not mm-hmm. a repeat of the next piece wow so mm-hmm. the creativity is constantly you know mm-hmm. addressed mm-hmm. and to me that part is very interesting that every day brings a new not only the design challenge the technological challenge the communication challenge that is what makes me interested 
I started with one technology. Today, mm-hmm. I have worked with fifty-eight handloom, uh, fifty-three handloom techniques, forty-three wow. uh, handcrafted techniques, and four khadi techniques. Mm-hmm. So, with all that, the challenges are very, very interesting. I find it stimulating. Awesome. So, you mean uh, to say that if somebody wants to continue this uh, kind of work? then they should be somebody as creative as you not necessary no 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 see lot of people in the revival area now hmm they are working with one technology and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. because they are they are constantly going deeper and deeper and deeper into it hmm for me going deeper comes very easy so i go deeper mm. understand the situation prove the situation and get out of it fast i find the solution very easily so for me the challenge is to keep me interested in that i have to find say for example patola i have been working since last 41 years mm-hmm. in patola even today mm-hmm. when i'm working with the challenges of patola i find every day i mm-hmm. find new challenges and i actually convinced a client i want to work with math- mathematical calculations those calculations i want to create a patola i actually gave myself a challenge lot of people don't do that lot of people feel ke are ye chal raha hai na chalne do usko mm-hmm. repeat karne mein usko mastery karne mein wo mm-hmm. master mere liye turant i can i'm able to master it immediately so what happens is then i have to find myself a different challenge Hmm. I keep on inventing these challenges. So, what would you say are your personal values? Personal values. Find something new to do every day. And challenging myself. So, challenging myself constantly is very very important to me. Mm-hmm. And what would you say are like a few business values of yours? Uh, be true to yourself. uh say for example i just now i'm also working on pythonese banaras ki design pythonese mein leke aaiye koi problem nahi hai mm-hmm. but they don't understand the nuances of each technology i have dig so deep into it i've been working mm-hmm. on pythonese since last 35 years so i understand what is the locking system what are the design mistakes people are making mm-hmm. say for example banaras technology is very different Mm-hmm. and the curvature in banaras technology is extremely easy and mm-hmm. the locking system in banaras technology is different extremely mm-hmm. different whereas pythonese mm-hmm. is a tapestry weave all these nuances to find the balance of each and every textile mm-hmm. uh, it's it's different uh, it's not the same as people think that oh wo uh, textile hai to same hi hoga Mm-hmm. the technology to manufacture there are almost like 385 different techniques mm-hmm. in india which have been identified mm-hmm. each technology has a way of being mm-hmm. has a way of expression it's it's like a chess game that you have to customize mm-hmm. to that particular technology when you are when i'm working with pythony i my thought process will not allow me to think about banarasi uh, think about ashawal mm-hmm. or think about patola when i'm working with pythoni 
the wave mm. itself is very very different from all the others it's mm-hmm. a tapestry weave so when i'm working with a tapestry weave i have mm-hmm. to go into the mindset of tapestry weave uh, when i know uh, i mean lot of confusion is there uh, in the weaver's mind that but the design what you call basic principle of design horizontal is the strongest vertical is the weaker one mm-hmm. and the weakest is the one with the diagonal i mean these are basic basic design principles so i'm not even talking about rocket science here or i have invented these principles or something like that follow the balance of pythony treat the traditional pythonies which are surviving mm-hmm. if at all curvatures are used mm-hmm. one has to study how the curvatures are used and create something which will allow one to not stack up the knots vertically mm-hmm. or diagonally but to stack up the knots horizontally uh, now these finer points most of the designers will not understand hence number of years the textile will last is way less so one has to go through such depth mm-hmm. understand the in detail mm-hmm. and then use the creativity so uh, when you are true to yourself you mm-hmm. recognize that no 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 i can't take one technology to the other mm-hmm. i have to be making sure that i stick with whatever i have not let other thought processes sink into it so straight thinking clear mm-hmm. thinking truthful thinking is what you need when mm-hmm. uh, i believe that when you want to be successful Awesome. so yeah so along with those qualities what are few others that you think a winning team or business should have or one few that yours has ah uh, trust of the karigar mm-hmm. i speak the technologically same language as them initially i when i enter into an area i don't i don't show the knowledge that i have i listen to them Mm-hmm. i listen to their problems i listen mm-hmm. to what they are facing and mm-hmm. initially they they are also not serious about uh, talking to me slowly slowly while interacting with each other mm-hmm. we develop a trust with each other and that trust cannot mm-hmm. be violated in any way from either side to me that's the most valuable earning my work life they understand that this is more about their game than mm. my game so when you have that trust then they will do as you suggest okay when they know that you are protecting their interest ensure the qualitative uh, interest of the project so that means this uh, karigars are highly skilled people if they are not i train them to be highly skilled oh okay you start even that kind of coaching you take people and then you train them you coach yes, them sir, and yes. you build their skills but, as well yes but they should know the basic weaving i am not going to be investing my time mm-hmm. into basic weaving if they are practicing say for example chanderi they should know how to weave a chanderi and then i can take them forward but if they are raw in weaving itself hmm. i am not relevant over there 
but in this uh, process uh, when you are uh, coaching somebody and there will be room for lot of mistakes right so how do you handle those uh, mistakes uh, do those mistakes prove to be very costly time many a times it does it's mm-hmm. part of the growing up process and it will happen that you will fail mm-hmm. and there are many costly mistakes also it will happen when you are working yarn itself is almost like 30-40,000 rupees a kilo mm-hmm. so you can understand that uh, when that yarn is wasted every patola will mm-hmm. have will utilize almost a kilo of yarn Ooh. Mm-hmm. now uh, when that gets spoiled mm-hmm. it is part of the process mm-hmm. of development mm-hmm. once the design is developed Mm. Uh, then it is easier to copy hence you will see a lot of people copying us oh that is part of the process i mm. don't get scared of loss i get scared of not working constantly on new things because i do believe that oh, our history has been extremely rich in textile traditions but what is our generation's contribution each generation has brought in something or the other with their skill sets correct mm-hmm. now since last at least 30 40 years we have stopped growing so that is something which is scary mm-hmm. than making mistakes so it's it's a lot costlier when you don't make a mistake and mm-hmm. i do believe that in any growing possibilities mistakes are stepping stones i don't think we should be scared of making mistakes uh, what happens is uh, when people make mistakes tamed into saying that you made a mistake i celebrate their mistakes wow hmm. and i make sure that they learn the lessons out of it Where did you go wrong in that when they recognize that i am not you know scared of them making mistakes or i'm not going to blame them into making mistakes they are willing to take risks the other day uh, i challenged somebody about 2 3 weeks back i want a blue colored gharchola now every carrier's reply was if it doesn't come out good we don't want to take a chance whereas there was one carrier who said don't worry we'll dye it blue we will see what happens and it has come out so wonderful that the client is happy but much more than that i i am very happy that he is willing to take that risk of making a mistake and i told them don't worry once he agreed i said don't worry i will still buy even if it is a mediocre piece i will use it in a different way i will not give it to the client and i will use it in a different way so that gave him the confidence also but mm-hmm. he also had that confidence that no it will come out well so this kind of trust very very necessary with each other so you have an in-house team or you even outsource uh, your work i get the job work done in-house team is also there but i like to work with different different carriers and bring them up in their in their skill sets so i can very comfortably say that we have touched the life of more than 20000 weavers wow uh, weavers handcrafted and spinners uh, pan india is it pan india so but uh, pan india isn't uh, communication language a problem for you never never because i talk technical language i don't talk the local language 
say for example marathi i can speak hindi i can speak but other languages uh, i have a translator but when uh, you know when you are talking with them when you are talking about technology it's more about hand gestures it's more about see it's a block uh, it's the communication is not challenge because there are ways of communicating other ways also and mm-hmm. if everything else fails then there is a translator also so uh, these hurdles are normal these the hurdles mm-hmm. are not so phenomenal that one can't go beyond say for example in northeast i don't talk any of the northeastern languages but at the same time i had a wonderful time working mm. with them because i show exactly what i want so in fact language sometimes comes in the way of communication mm. many a times for us mm. when you have a drawing or when you have an actual sample Mm. then there is no no doubt in their mind so mm-hmm. we create the samples together and we create the understanding of each other also mm-hmm. while working together so you mean to say first the design is brought out on paper and uh, no, by that we, time first we evaluate the skill sets oh okay mm-hmm. first we evaluate the skill sets what mm-hmm. they are capable of today so in the initial stages we don't challenge their skill sets okay say for example in mizoram their main skill set was about cutting bamboos they are fantastic in cutting bamboos i didn't challenge their weaving skills at all at mm-hmm. that particular point you know cutting bamboos we'll cut bamboos this way and we'll create products out of this so it's a very organic process and mm-hmm. then slowly 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 we take them forward into utilizing their skill sets in such a way mm. that they are the best in their skill sets rather than constantly asking them to improve and change like that uh, i mm-hmm. wherever they are mm-hmm. they should be comfortable okay if they are comfortable their creativity will come out very true mm. if they are not comfortable and you are they are constantly challenging themselves then it's not going to help them constantly you know mm. prodding them to do better so that means that you provide a platform for them to express themselves uh, to their best ah uh, it's like guiding them to express themselves to the best because many a times mm. they have been told before mm. i enter they have been told that they have to make themselves better oh we have to really clean up their mindsets all the cobwebs first mm-hmm. of their mind and mm-hmm. then we were start working with the skills so how do you reach out to various the kinds of uh, artisans around the country i don't reach out they reach out to me and they tell me mm-hmm. that they want they want to improve in their business okay now when they want to improve in their business i reach out mm-hmm. then they perceive it as my need i don't have any needs to work with them i don't want anything from them so when they reach out to me mentally they are ready to make the changes okay the okay. minute they are challenged with their personal challenges mm. they are ready to listen that is when mm. i am most effective if awesome. they believe that 
oh they are very good then i am not effective so once yes. they come to you what is the process from there no no there is no one single process it's customized process where they are depending on that mm-hmm. they have to work towards that it's customization is the key word uh say for example each solution customized to the problem just because uh, certain things are working in banaras the same things will be working in paithani the paithani yeah. challenges are different uh, different mm-hmm. and the solutions are also going to be different mm-hmm. so one has to find out what is the genuine issue then find a solution from there thinking mm-hmm. towards survival process rather than just going with a formula okay mm-hmm. technology will work on the design will work on mm-hmm. the market no it's not like that at all i mm-hmm. i do believe that because i provide customized mm-hmm. solutions i am more successful than others wow once the uh, skill set is ready and the product is ready do you also help them in marketing or uh, yes, they take yes. care of you t- do the marketing either way, either way i don't mind uh, you know mm-hmm. if they want to take care of it themselves Mm-hmm. and if they're capable of uh, taking care of it themselves then i don't get involved but if so, they need support in that mm-hmm. if that is part of the solution say for example many a times those challenges are also part of a solution now to uh, if i want them to get inspired into finding their own markets at that particular point i don't get involved okay but if they have the solution for themselves they don't need me and i appreciate that much more that they don't need me because when they need you it's more about ego than anything mm. else and i think over the years i have kind of taken care of my ego issues so i can comfortably say that uh, you know those are not the challenges that i'm working on it's it's wor- working on its own great the more tougher the challenge the greater the satisfaction is so any one particular or uh, few instances where you felt that it was very tough and uh, you were able to derive the utmost satisfaction ah uh, many a times many a times it has happened that uh, when we started it looked very difficult and impossible that we will be able to complete if i get bored to sustain myself in that is very challenging for me you know there are times say for example in ashawal because i was new i wanted to give it up that bas ho gaya this is mm. not my cup of tea that i am constantly challenging myself without any gains with me but i do believe that because i stuck to it i enjoy myself even today i do feel that that's necessary to have perseverance and that value i i think developing that value itself was very satisfying realize that that is more important the actual success it was awesome. good it was it was very good what was the best advice that you have received in this journey have patience <laughs> which i don't have i think the best contribution that my mom could have given me 
sense of generosity that is very necessary i do believe so like what advice would you give to someone who is just starting a business now or to the coming generation be generous with the other resources uh when we are starting out one mm. is always uh, i am talking about myself because i had only 1 lakh of rupees to play with mm. i realized that how stingy i could be with resources that stinginess costed mm. me much more than actual spending realize that what is uh, i mean squandering money or, or squandering resources is not what i'm talking about surely be generous with your time or with your support or with money uh, 10% generosity is something which which can be afforded if it is going to be changing the life of mm-hmm. people that be generous give them what they want and then they will give you what you want wow in the initial stages people are like hard task masters that 10 rupees means 10 rupees only so who was your inspiration in this whole journey uh mrs popul jaikar i mean obviously my mom and gautam bhai vaghela who was then director of the us service center whose hand i was kept mm-hmm. for learning the nuances of uh, handloom handicrafts and khadi and mm-hmm. gautam bhai was perfectly chosen for my fit because he understood where i was coming from he understood my mental mm-hmm. challenges more than any other challenges mm-hmm. i needed new things every day i needed to understand more i was hungry for more he satisfied that hunger for more and uh, that was i i would be very grateful to such people who have really helped me to come to this place today the depth of understanding which they have given me they have not given me the solutions on a platter they challenged me so that i understood the whole process she inspired me i think otherwise i had set uh, processes mm-hmm. that oh, i am doing technology so mm-hmm. the technology has to be this she opened their my mind to thinking that there are no rights and the wrongs what is working for the textile industry the right thing that works and to i would very comfortably say this popul jaikar awesome so what is your vision for this business what do you think how do you see this business taking off in the coming years i do believe that the time has come because of information sharing is fantastic so i am extremely positive about the handloom handicrafts and khadi sector because in our uh, situations we have so much of handloom handicrafts and khadi that mm. we don't value it so i do believe that people are uh, in the world are hungry for handmade uh, things sustainable things eco friendly things low fashion all mm. this is already here in this industry 
so it's a right time to strike gold wow so you are working towards that the only issue over here is going to be utilizing the right skill sets for the right products that match has to be perfect then we have winning products for the whole world wow india has the largest numbers of people variety of skill sets india is a world leader in this sector already hmm and people are copying india left right and center so we should be then taking advantage unfortunately we are not learning how to take advantage of where we are and we are showing all this to the whole world that hello copy us like this oh i do feel that we are squandering these resources i'm not saying uh, close ourselves down same time protect ourselves there is a balance which need to be found but mm-hmm. if it is found there is a huge huge potential right here wow so what are the qualities which you admire about yourself about myself that i want something new every day <laughs> <laughs> whatever people think of it as a disadvantage think this is my usp wow. and this is what pushes me to go forward what's the best compliment that you've ever received when the fourth generation girl came to me and said that i want my wedding garments designed by you wow this compliment <laughs> that's nice first second third and now the fourth generation is coming to me <laughs> to me that's very precious i have been able to maintain that not the carrier's trust only but mm-hmm. also the trust of the consumer awesome what are the funny things uh, which you have encountered any one funny incident oh, in your business of funny incidences <laughs> there was a very very good client of mine it's a sad and funny together it's not something which is all the whole thing is sunny for the first time we had for the first time opened the key new design in patrola full executed patrola was ready i was supposed to have a meeting at vna Mm. Uh, Victoria Albert Museum in London, and mm. I wanted to show them that piece. Amazing client of mine walks up and says, "Bela ji, आप मानेंगे नहीं? मेरे बेटे की शादी कंफर्म हो गई है. He got engaged. Show me something which is worthy of me giving her the first gift. Obviously, Patola for me was the, and also everything else was packed up for the London exhibition. i didn't want to open out any of those things mm-hmm. because it was you know there was mm-hmm. a strategy that we had used to for london exhibition i told her that i have a few pieces of patola which i always hand carry i don't uh, mm-hmm. in my luggage so she said show me mm-hmm. but i said they're slightly more expensive because mm-hmm. 3 years of my time and 5 years of the carrier's time gone into that particular piece i didn't want her to have it but mm-hmm. i still wanted to show it to her so i quoted a much higher normally i don't do that prices are standardized that day because of the presentation at vna mm-hmm. i wanted to make sure that i didn't want her to have that piece because she wanted to gift it the very next week i didn't have the choice of uh, 
taking it and then giving it to her or something of that kind so i quoted a very high price so that she would not buy that and she would buy something else but it worked the other way and she <laughs> got so inspired that oh my daughter in law deserves the most expensive piece <laughs> so instead of choosing others she mm. chose that piece fortunately mm. for me it was well documented but i didn't have a choice and she paid in full I had to deliver it at that time itself <laughs> and my presentation went off well they saw the photographs of what we had done in the uh, in that piece also all mm-hmm. that went off very well it was good uh, the, the meeting came out very well that went uh, so after all that i came back and within a month's time she came back again behind her was a driver carrying a packet uh, at that time i was working from home i was i didn't have a studio or i didn't have any uh, mm. formal place so mm-hmm. you know that packet was taken by my assistant and i couldn't open it because until she said open it we couldn't bela ji aap manenge nahi maine kya kiya hai oh my god she's done something to that piece i my heart started sinking and she said don't worry i've made it more beautiful again mm. it was like oh god what has she done she opened the piece and i started crying mm. she, she had gone to some stupid designer in delhi who didn't understand patola was in order to increase the price he just embroidered the whole piece altogether covering the work of the craftsman altogether and uh, she saw that i'm crying and she was quite upset what happened and i i didn't have the energy to explain her that was the last piece i have ever sold to her and every time she comes and <laughs> says bela ji abhi kya naya banaya hai i every time tell her that oh abhi to kuch banaya hi nahi hai naya you know she also knows that i'm avoiding her same time it was such a sad situation that she had an historical piece which she lost she didn't even realize what kind of a loss that she had faced mm-hmm. that was a sad part but it's now funny that when she comes to me and says ki naya kya banaya hai find that very funny that she thinks that i'm going to actually sell her something mm. uh, i mean i don't think she's taken the hint that i don't wish to sell her anything but it was a very sad situation for me uh, whatever that we had created we had created out of so much of love and uh, she didn't even uh, it was not her fault it was just that uh, she mm. didn't have enough knowledge about this to even mm. realize what she had done was very interesting so what is that one sentence which you tell yourself to move ahead sometimes the situations will be good sometimes the situations might not be as good as you expected but still life is all about moving on so what do you tell yourself in such situations this too shall pass <laughs> not just in negative situation even in positive situation Awesome. Do you think having a sense of humor uh, works in this industry as well? In any situation in life, <laughs> humor is always helpful. <laughs> And the more passion or the more emotionally involved one is, the more humor is ne- necessary. Uh, when things are not emotionally charged, it's okay if you don't have humor. 
which you have emotionally charged situation that is exactly when you need humor and many a times i do lack <laughs> little bit i am able to make it lighter otherwise i am a virgo so mm-hmm. for me uh, certain situations are extremely passionate about certain situations what happens is i am not able to diffuse my emotions uh, that easily and because of my wiring of my brain humorous things don't come out towards i am able to see the humor in it <laughs> okay and i mean that that's why i do feel that humor is necessary and if at all i have saved myself is because of that 2% of humor that i have wow awesome uh, there are so many variables that uh, unless you are constantly stimulated you will one will get one will give up on things i think because of those variables i'm more interested i mean these are the things where people give up i get more involved because of these things it's a different mindset i would say than yeah. others and it has nothing to do with good or bad it it's Correct. just different i think there are only few persons who are designed this way who can understand this and take it to an entirely new level that i don't know about others <laughs> but i do believe that i am not a regular person so my challenges are also not regular because of that i do feel that i have to be conscious and sensitive to others mm-hmm. and that has been a journey for me wow to know the difference in itself is a huge uh, achievement yeah. i can say <laughs> it's all because of my guru's grace because of uh, i think the amount of experiences that i've gone through has helped me understand with the guidance of my guru who is your uh, guru in profession as i said pupul ji mr charles rosolini are in my profession they are my guru in my personal life it's shri krishnananda tirtha swami who is from the lineage of totakacharya shankaracharya okay he is my guru wow you bring in the blend of uh, spirituality as well in your uh, creations i'm sure i do try i mm-hmm. do try that everything is uh, according to the person's uh, personality also there are basic norms and those norms i adhere to and it's not about hindus uh, hindu norms these are basic humanity norms i do believe in vastu shastra i do believe in jyotish shastra i do believe in kung shoy and i do make sure that all this is incorporated in my design for the betterment of the wearer oh okay yes mm-hmm. many times you feel very good in a mm. and many a times even if the dress is fantastic you still don't feel like wearing it or you feel uncomfortable in that dress true so there are reasons for it which conscious might mind might not be able to tell you unconsciously those reasons are there add that dimension to my work wow I'm writing a book on textile techniques of india wow. another book that i'm writing is on patrolas wow <laughs> going on i would love to read it <laughs> looking forward Mm-hmm. looking forward to you reading it and 
You're doing such a wonderful job in doing this podcast. I wish you all the success in in the future of these podcasts that you do because this is the future. Thank so, you. All yeah, the best. Great talking to you. Oh, yes. I'm so glad, Vikra. I'm so glad. I want your generation to get involved in textile handloom handicrafts and khadi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> like, to take it I forward. Want, because you are the future, Vikra. All the best to both Thank of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Most welcome. I thank Ms. Bela Sangvi from the bottom of my heart for her valuable insights and taking out time for our podcast listeners. Here are my few takeaways from this lady who breathes creativity, innovation, and loves her craft from the core of her being. So the takeaways are, firstly, be true to yourself. Patience and perseverance with the team will build trust. Thirdly, celebrate mistakes so that people will be willing to take risks. Fourthly, creativity blossoms only when one is comfortable wherever they are. The last one, cleaning cobwebs of the mind will make one mentally ready for forthcoming changes. Never lose out on an opportunity to learn from the life lessons of real time business owners on Dream 100 Show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dream 100 Show. And now make a smart decision of taking the next step towards your dreams. We strongly believe that life is just a play as we win some, we lose some, we miss some and we mess with some. So enjoy your journey and play to the fullest. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dream 100 show and leave a review. Share your biggest takeaways with us and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. This is Savita and Gunjan signing off. Catch you soon in our next episode.